the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WHK Cleveland, a service of Salem Media Group. Broadcasting from the Discount Drug Mart Studios. Proud to be celebrating over 50 years as your hometown pharmacy. WHK Cleveland. The following program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. It's a fact. If the riches of the wealthy were given to the average American, the rich would have their wealth back in no time at all. Not because they're more deserved, but because they do a really great job of getting us to spend it back to them. And once it's in their hands, they work it to their self-interest. The host of Get Rich Slow, Jim McAleese, believes the financial decisions you make today will guide your financial destiny tomorrow. Jim teaches you to plan for the worst and then hope for the best. America is under no obligation to provide what you need. Entitlements are out. Opportunity is today's watchword. Money matters can be intimidating, but they don't have to be. The materials Jim shares is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of James McAleese and Cornerstone Consultants, Inc., and not those of Next Financial Group, Inc. Next Financial Group, Inc. does not provide tax advice. The S&P 500 is a market cap weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies in leading industries of the U.S. economy. The Dow Jones industry average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. So let's supercharge your wealth-building plan now with Jim McAleese. morning and welcome to Get Rich Slow. This is your money school for financial winners. Here we explore strategies to help you prosper. We look at the big picture and then develop plans to help guide our families to meet their financial goals. Get Rich Slow gives you solid financial strategies that will help improve your financial life. If you want the truth, not the hype, please join us for the next hour for Get Rich Slow. I'm Jim McAleese, Certified Financial Planner and President of Cornerstone Consultants Incorporated, where securities and investment advisory services are offered to the next financial group incorporated, which is a member of Finbury and Civic. Cornerstone Consultants is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. Good morning. The sun is shining. <laughs> and, and weather-wise, we have a beautiful weekend to look forward to. Temperatures in the mid 50s at night and highs in, a, in the higher eight, uh, 70s, 70s. We had our soaking of rain this week, 
so everything is green and, and uh, growing. And uh, maybe Cleveland will be the next San Diego, you know. <laughs> the weather is getting more, more beautiful here by the week. Now, it's time to get out and enjoy the outside. Walk or bike rides or whatever. Remember, we're in July. May and June has slipped by. It's time to get moving. Anything from traveling and vacation to outside home projects like uh, cleaning and painting. And maybe at the end of the day, start thinking about your goals in life. And you'd be satisfied with how far you've come or generate a financial plan to get you to where you want to go. This week, global equities were mixed in the U.S. The three major stock indices were up for the week, while in the U.K., the FTSE 100 was down. And in the uh, European Union, the stock uh, Europe 600 and Germany's tax were up for the week. Asia was mixed with uh, Japan's Nikkei 225 up and China's Shanghai Composite and Hong Kong's Hang Shen were both down for the week. On Friday, the three major U.S. stock indices closed at uh, Dow Jones, closed at 31,338.15, so it was up uh, 0.77% for the week. The Standard & Poor 500 closed at 3,899.38, so it was up 1.94% for the week. And the NASDAQ closed at 11,000. 635.31, and it was up 4.56% for the week. This is good news for equities. And uh, labor uh, data from the U.S. Department of uh, Labor showed a tight labor market. On Wednesday, the Labor Department produced their JOLTS report. That's their uh, Job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey, which showed that uh, 11,254,000 open positions or or positions ready for workers, that's almost twice the number of unemployed people, and it indicates that the American industry and uh, uh, companies need workers. Uh, This was followed on Friday by the Labor Department Employment Situation Report that reported that U.S. economy added 372,000 jobs in June, well over the 250,000 jobs expected by economists polled by the Wall Street Journal. We'll talk about the details of the labor report uh, later in the show, but uh, needless to say, uh, both the Jolts report and the uh, employment situation report showed that the uh, labor market is very tight, indicative of of a good economy. Late, But lately, data from the U.S. Department of Commerce has shown a drop in activity uh, in industries ranging from uh, home construction to manufacturing, uh, causing concerns about a recession. But even as uh, interest rates increases, interest rate increases have uh, impacted the home construction and home sales uh, industries, they are still adding workers. And again, from the U.S. Department of Commerce, the consumer spending habit has changed with the people getting out and about after the end of the uh, COVID uh, scare. 
consumers are now spending more on services such as dining out or sports events or, or theater. In addition, people are taking vacations and spending more on travel and hotels, leaving less money for durable goods uh, that were all the rage when people were cooped up in their houses with the COVID. Uh, this is slowing. This is uh, this slowing is showing up in certain industries, uh, according to the uh, uh, Standard and Poor Global uh, U.S. Uh, Purchasing Managers Index data uh, shows demand for goods and services falling in June, uh, taking some of the pressure off prices. Quoting from them, from uh, Chris Williamson, who is the chief economist, uh, June saw uh, signs of an increasingly broad-based weakening of the U.S. economy, with demand now falling in both manufacturing and the service sectors. While the survey data pointed to a stalling of GDP, at the end of the second quarter, a downshifting in the forward-looking new orders index and a drop in companies' future output expectations in that falling economic activity as we head through the summer. Meanwhile, there was welcome news in terms of a marked easing in upward price pressures widely associated with deteriorating demand conditions, but it's clear that price growth remains elevated despite coming off recent peaks, all of which points to a uh, bout of stagflation in the near term. Uh, the Standard & Poor uh, Global U.S. Composite uh, Purchasing Managers Index, which measures the combined output of manufacturing and service sectors, fell to 52.3 in June from 53.6 in May. The latest reading was the softest since January, and the second lowest in the pandemic recovery to date. The drop in the index brings it down to a level which historically, uh, historical comparisons suggest is broadly consistent with G uh, GDP growth almost stalling at the end of the second quarter. The slowdown in growth was broad-based with both manufacturing and services uh, seeing weaker in increases in output at the end of the second quarter. Uh, what I, the the uh, standard and poor global PMI uh, survey is really a qualitative uh, uh, data in a sense that uh, they contact the managers in the uh, service industries and the manufacturing industries and uh, uh, elicit their comments on how this month compared to last month in terms of different uh, parameters like uh, uh, orders, new orders, uh, production, uh, backlog, uh, inventory, uh, the uh, supplies coming in, the uh, supplies coming out, going out, and also the employment situation at their particular company. They then grind these numbers down using their special uh, methodology and come up with an index. And the uh, index number is around 50, where 50 is basically neutral, meaning that the, according to the survey, uh, the industries aren't uh, uh, contracting and they aren't expanding. So anything above 50 indicates an expansion, anything less than 50 indicates a contraction. 
And what you're seeing here is that uh, the numbers are getting very close to 50, which means that uh, the uh, industries are still expanding, but they're expanding slower than they uh, did previously. So all of that's indicative of uh, a slowdown in the economy due to this uh, pressure from the uh, interest rate uh, increases, as well as as well as pressures from the, the rest of the world too. The rest of the world, in terms of Europe, is not doing well, uh, particularly because of their energy situation and their dependence on uh, uh, Russian natural gas. Uh, so uh, things are conspiring, so to speak, to. Uh, slow the economy down, and uh, uh, the thing that is that is uh, slowing it down is, in particular is the Federal Reserve increasing the interest rates. Right now, the interest rates, uh, the federal funds rates, which are, are the overnight rates that the Federal Reserve con- controls, uh, they're bas- they basically stand at a high of 1.75 percent, and uh, which you're going to see on the uh, the next meeting of the uh, Federal Reserve, which happens towards the end of this month, uh, uh, you expect people expect to see a three quarters of a percent increase. Although we'll be talking about the uh, minutes of the last meeting in the show, and uh, the minutes of the last meeting indicate that people are leaning. The participants in the meeting were certainly leaning towards uh, an increase in the July meeting, the coming July meeting, and it could be either a half a percent or three quarters of a percent. So, uh, what we're seeing is that uh, uh, the the uh, increase in the interest rates has hit certain industries harder than more than other industries, and it is causing a slowdown uh, in the economy. But the uh, the uh, uh, labor market. Uh, we've got basically not enough workers uh, to to uh, uh, fill the jobs. So it is a bright spot in terms of the demand for workers. And we'll get into the the wage increases and things of this nature as we go through the, as we interpret what's in those reports. So. Uh, all of this is, is part of the big picture, and we're all living through it. We're all living through the the uh, inflation. We all know the gasoline prices are going up and down, up more than down. And also, we know that the price of food is going up. So, uh, the the numbers that we we know these things because we're buying these things every day. And also, the government keeps track of uh, uh, the increases in inflation through the Department of Labor's uh, Consumer Price Index. And we'll get a new number for that uh, next week when the the Department of Labor puts out their numbers. The last last number we looked at was a uh, uh, 8.6% increase in inflation over the last 12 months. And that number includes... uh, fuel effects as well as uh, food. So uh, the other number is the uh, personal consumption expenditure number that's put out by the Department of Commerce. 
in uh, their report, and that's the one that the uh, Federal Reserve uses, uh, it considers to be more pertinent for their particular use than the uh, CPI. But both of those numbers are very high, and the Federal Reserve is focusing on raising the interest rates uh, to get those numbers down to 2%. And uh, um, people are very concerned about both inflation as well as concerned about a possible recession uh, due to uh, this increase in the uh, interest rate and the slowing down of the economy. And that's the big picture. The, the, probably the most important picture is not that, but rather uh, our own financial plan. In other words, in terms of uh, how we're doing, in terms of identifying our goals, laying out our goals in terms of saying, this is what we want to do. These are the places we want to go in terms of uh, uh, if you're starting out, it's in terms of uh, uh, getting married and uh, uh, and starting a family and, and uh, buying a house. Uh, as we get older, that it's a matter of uh, educating the well, standard of living for the, for the family is the most critical part, but then the long-term goals would include the education of the children, and certainly the longest uh, goal would be a secure uh, retirement. And uh, that's probably the most expensive goal there is, too, in the big picture. So what we do is you take a look at the uh, big picture to see how uh, the economy is doing and how that's going to affect us and our investment. Because our financial plan basically says, uh, to meet our goals, we know what our goals are, we've identified them, we put a price tag on them, so those goals are, they have a date and a, and a price tag associated with them, uh, and basically, how are we uh, formulating a, a plan to uh, take our income? or inheritances or whatever, and funneling those into financial instruments to be able to meet those goals in the future using, you know, the uh, the uh, compound interest and uh, the, the investing the money and helping it uh, grow and keeping track of the the growth to see whether it's good or bad and and uh, changing things if necessary. Uh, it's a lifetime job in terms of uh, keeping track of these things uh, because these things do uh, they do vary even our goals may vary as we uh, uh, get older but uh, still it's necessary to stay on top of these things uh, you can uh, you can give us a, a call uh, over our toll free number the number is one Eight 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 two eight one eleven ten. That's one eight 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 two eight one eleven ten. So stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute.
Welcome back to Get Rich Flow. This is your host this morning, Jim McAleese. You know, one of the things that we, we uh, talked about earlier in the show was uh, the JOLTS report, the Job Opening is in Labor Turnover Survey report. Uh, that came out uh, Wednesday, and basically it's showing that uh, 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 this week the Department of Labor uh, published a report, and it shows a huge number of open positions, uh, many more jobs than the number of unemployed. The number of positions that were posted for the last day in May was 11,254,000. And uh, that's that's somewhat of a decrease. It's a decrease of about uh, 425,000 from the previous month. The previous month, the number of job openings were 11,681,000. But there's still a, heck, a lot of jobs. and. Uh, uh, the, the the decrease in the job openings doesn't mean that there's uh, doesn't make much change in the underlying stories that job opening remain openings remain near uh, record highs at a time when the labor supply is really tight. So what we're seeing here is that the the uh, uh, demonstrates that the economy is strong and and uh, capable of still growing uh, in December of 2019, prior to the COVID, the number of posted jobs uh, was about 7,200,000. So before the COVID, the number of open positions was uh, 7.2 million, and now it's 11.2 million. So uh, the economy is really in need of a lot of, a lot of people. Uh, uh, in the job openings, I mentioned uh, in uh, in May of the last year, the job openings stood at 9.6 million, and now they're at 11.2 million. The number of people hired in May was uh, 6.09 million uh, in May of 2021, and it's 6.5 billion today. The number of separations. And most of these separations, basically 70% of the separations are uh, quits, people quitting. And uh, last year, the number of uh, uh, separations was 5.5 million. Now it's 5.9 million. And then the number of quits has gone up from uh, 3.8 million a year ago to 4.27 million uh, today. So. What you're seeing is that the labor market gets tighter. Uh, basically, the number of quits goes up because people uh, feel that uh, they could uh, do better uh, once they have a job. Uh, some people are looking around for the next job, They're looking for better uh, pay or better benefits or, or more freedom or whatever. So it's a good labor market. So uh, people are out there looking. So. Uh, one of the things we're seeing is that uh, uh, you know, the, there'll be uh, less openings in the future as the Federal Reserve attempts to slow the economy down. And uh, with their uh, uh, quantitative tightening also, they're, they're increasing, the Federal Reserve is increasing the interest rates. And at the same time, it's basically 
selling uh, uh, bonds, and these bonds are basically treasury bonds or basically hand mortgage-backed securities uh, for Fannie and Freddie. So, and uh, uh, even though uh, the uh, the labor market is tight with an unemployment rate of 3.6 percent, what we're seeing is that the number of jobs are there. Uh, people are uh, uh, enjoying the the uh, the uh, the opportunities of a tight labor market, and uh, let's hope that. Uh, as the economy slows down, we can get to the other side where the uh, inflation is under control without damaging the labor market too much. There certainly will be some, there certainly will be some damage, but hopefully it's a minimum damage. Let's go to our phones now. This is, hello, this is Jim McAleese. Can I help you? Yes, uh, yes, Jim. I'm, I'm with an investment firm, uh, a stock firm, and and I got my quarterly report uh, a couple of days ago, and uh, they've taken out of my account over the last four months a total of about a hundred and hundred and well, with the new new statement that I received, a hundred and forty-three thousand dollars out of my account. And if it mm-hmm. continues on this way, I'm going to be broke in a few more months from my account. Hmm. Well, what you're seeing basically in the in the investments right now, people typically have a portfolio that consists of a stock portion, and that money is invested either in individual stocks or in uh, uh, indices, stock indices like the uh, Dow, the Dow Jones or the Standard and Four or Five Hundred or different funds, and they also have uh, bonds. And uh, what you're seeing in this particular case is in January, both the stocks and the bonds have been going down. And uh, the reason for that is that the stocks have been going down because the uh, investors are afraid that uh, afraid of, in, of the, uh, the Federal Reserve's actions in increasing the interest rates. It's got oh, it's that that's going to cause a recession. The bonds, on the other hand, are going down because the Federal Reserve is increasing the uh, interest rates. And as you as you can visualize, as uh, yeah, interest rates go up, the value of the bonds goes down. Uh, well, my my like question to you is my question to you is what should I do at this point? Uh, basically, what we're seeing is the the need to uh, take a look at the stock portfolio, and uh, if the stock portfolio biased more towards the value stocks because the growth stocks have been taking a bigger beating than the uh, value stocks. When I say value stocks, I mean uh, the stocks that. Uh, have been around for years and they pay dividends. Uh, you know, the Johnson & Johnson, the Bank of America, the uh, Merck Company, I know that. stuff like I, this. I'm aware of that. Yeah. I'm aware of that. And but uh, So you move out, I, you move from the growth. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Joe. Go ahead. 
they're, they're moving basically uh, from growth to the value stocks would be part of it and would be uh, and also perhaps uh, reducing the uh, uh, the duration let's take a look at the bond situation the in the bond situation the interest rate increases are causing the longer maturity bonds to take greater losses so what, what and, should uh, I do then call call my financial okay. advisor and uh, and, and, uh, and Discuss and it with him. Well, tell it. Talk to your financial advisor and see what uh, his advice and whether uh, he wants to modify your portfolio, uh, whether you and he want to modify your portfolio. Uh, certainly, stocks are taking a bigger beating than the bonds, so it might be better to uh, reduce the, the stock position and move more money. Into the bonds, and once you move my, my, if you move more money into the bonds, move more money towards well, then, the short, short duration rather than the long duration. By short duration. Well, then I'll call. I'll call. I'll call Jeff Monday morning and see what he could do about it. Okay, and uh, you might arrange your portfolio that uh, uh, you in the bond situation you have shorter duration bonds and. Uh, and maybe uh, less money in the stock and, and uh, more money in the bonds, and the stock uh, would be more biased towards the value stock rather than the uh, stock. Okay? I'll call Jeff right, then yeah. on Monday and see if I can get it handled. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank, Thank you, you very much. I appreciate Take it. Care. Enjoy your show. Enjoy your show, too. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, this is Jim McAleese. You're listening to Get Rich Slow. Uh, you can you can give us a you can give us a call over our toll free number. It's one eight 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 two eight one eleven ten. That's one eight 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 two eight one eleven ten. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Hi, this is Colleen, producer of Get Rich Slow. Each week, we take calls from people just like you that have questions for our host, Jim McAleese. Oftentimes, Jim can't answer the questions in depth because of time restraints or the need for more detailed information. That's why we encourage you to call Cornerstone Consultants, Inc., the financial counseling service founded by Jim and Tama McAleese. Cornerstone Consultants, Inc. has helped thousands of clients get more for their money. Whether your financial goal is to avoid common investing mistakes, buying your next home, planning for retirement, finding that right mutual fund, or covering your assets with the right kind of insurance, Cornerstone Consultants, Inc. will guide you to wise financial choices. So call Cornerstone Consultants, Inc. for an appointment today at 440-647-2793. That number again? 440-647-2793. Now back to more Get Rich Slow. Welcome back to Get Rich Flow. This is your host this morning, Jim Bagley. 
you can give us a call over our toll-free number at 1-888-281-1110. The other report that came out uh, this week uh, was probably the most important report, and that was the Employment Situation Report. Uh, the uh, previous thing we were talking about was the JOLT report, which talks about the open positions. And here we are talking about, hey, how many new jobs were added. Yesterday, the U.S. Department of Labor released their employment situation report for June, and the report showed that uh, U.S. employers added more jobs in June than forecast, and that the unemployment rate held near a uh, five-year low and signs of both a strong demand and a labor market that will basically keep the Federal Reserve officials tilted towards another jumbo uh, increased uh, interest rate. Uh, Non-farm payrolls increased 272,000 jobs in June following a revised uh, 384,000 in May. The unemployment rate was unchanged at 3.6%, which is basically a 50-year low as as the pool of workers shrank. In other words, there's there's more people are uh, leaving the the, uh, labor market. And the the payroll increase of 372,000 exceeded the expected growth of 265,000 by almost 50%. So the unexpected strength in hiring underscores the strength of the economy and the labor market. This is in real contrast to the stories of layoffs and slower growth. In addition, the total non-farm payroll uh, employment for April and May was revised downward. Uh, April's uh, payroll growth uh, was decreased 68,000 uh, from 368. To 200, to three, it was a revised downward uh, by 68,000 to um, 368,000 in April, and May's uh, uh, payroll growth decreased 6,000 to 384,000 in May. So, what you're seeing over the last, uh, uh, let's say, three or four months, uh, let's say we start in uh, February. February, uh, the payroll growth was 714,000. Then in March, it was 436,000. And then in April, it was 368,000. And then in May, it was 384,000. And here we are in June, and it's 372,000, which does seem to indicate that, hey, uh, the uh, number of uh, job growth each month is going down, but it's not going down very quickly. And the gain in, in payrolls is basically broad-based, and uh, most of the things were in business services and leisure and hosp- hospitality and healthcare. And a number of uh, companies did announce plans in June to cut staffing levels, but the levels, but the layoffs so far have been largely concentrated in technology and uh, interest rate-sensitive sectors sectors like housing. Uh, The report showed the smallest gain in financial activity payrolls in a year. The labor force participation rate, the share of the 
population that is working or looking for work slipped to 62.2, and the rate for workers aged uh, 25 to 54 declined to a four-month low of 82.3%. Uh, the number of workers not in the labor force rose by about a half a million to the highest levels this uh, year. So if we compare where we're at right now to pre-COVID, in other words, uh, January or February of 2020, uh, right now we stand at uh, unemployment rate stands at 3.6%. And just uh, before the COVID hit, it was 3.5%. And the number of unemployed uh, today stands at 6 million. And the uh, number of unemployed at the uh, uh, before the COVID stood at uh, 5.7 million. So uh, employers are increasingly hold on, holding on to jobs, uh, uh, holding on to the workers that they do have with layoffs across the U.S. Uh, in some industries. Applications for initial jobless claims was 235,000. Uh, for the weekend in July 2nd. Uh, that's close to uh, a pandemic low. And the unemployment uh, uh, problem is uh, still serious, but uh, relatively smaller than, the, than it was before. It stands at 1,375,000 who are continuing their unemployment from month to month. And uh, so what we're seeing is that the uh, the average hourly pay for the private sector workers climbed 5.1% uh, over the last year, and uh, the Labor Department shows uh, employees' wages increased uh, 10 cents an hour in June to uh, uh, $32.08 per hour. So what we're seeing here in the labor report is that the only people that that uh, lost employees or or uh, lost the jobs were in the uh, government. The federal government cut their employment uh, uh, by 13,000 uh, out of a workforce of 2.9 million. The state governments cut theirs by 1,000 out of a workforce of 5.2 million. And the local governments added 5,000 employees to a workforce of 14.1 million. So uh, the private sector basically uh, gained 381,000 uh, to a workforce of uh, approximately 130 million uh, workers. And uh, uh, manufacturing, uh, let's go over the actual parts of the uh, economy that uh, labor force that uh, picking up the uh, workers. If we look at uh, employment and professional and business services, that continued to grow with an increase of 74,000 workers in uh, jobs in June. And, uh, and of the 74,000, 12,000 were in the management of companies and enterprises. And then 10,000 were in computer system design and related services and 8,000 were in office administrative services, and 6,000 were in scientific uh, research and development, employment and professional and business services. 
right now is 888,000, uh, higher than in February uh, 2020. And the leisure class fatality, uh, they've been growing like gangbusters. They added 67,000 jobs in June. And, uh, and the uh, food services and drinking places, they, of that, 67,000, 41,000 were in uh, food services and visit places. And uh, if we take a look at that whole leisure and hospitality, uh, they are still down 1.3 million uh, from the uh, February of 2020 date, the pre-COVID date. And then you see uh, employment and healthcare roads uh, 57,000 in June, including gains in ambulatory healthcare services at 28,000, and gains in hospitals at 21,000, and nursing and residential care facilities, 8,000. So, employment in the healthcare overall is still 176,000 jobs lower than it was in the pre COVID times. They, uh, Transportation and warehousing added 36,000 jobs, and employment rose in warehousing and storage by 18,000, and uh, another 8,000 in air transportation. So, employment and transportation and warehousing is approximately 760,000 jobs higher today than it was in February of 2020. So. And manufacturing increased 29,000 in June, and uh, basically it's about the same place that it was Uh, pre-COVID. Wholesale trade added 16,000 jobs in June, uh, including 8,000 in non-durable goods. Employment and wholesale trade is down about 18,000 from pre-COVID times. And... uh, Mining, which is also gas and oil exploration, uh, their employment rose to 5,000 in June with a gain in oil and gas extraction of 2,000. And uh, mining employment is uh, about 86,000 above uh, what it was last year. So uh, basically what you're seeing is that the, the Payrolls continue to grow. The labor market is tight. Raises are there, but not uh, not to the point where uh, you can overcome inflation. We've got inflation at 8.6, and we've got increases over the last 12 months, and we've got increases in, in wages of 5.1% over the last 12 months. So people are still losing money with regard to uh, the uh, inflation. And, uh, you know, the wages aren't keeping up with it, certainly aren't keeping up with inflation. And uh, um, at least it's a, it's a bright spot in terms of, uh, of um, the overall economy. Uh, if we take a look at what this latest result, this latest labor result is going to do in terms of what the Federal Reserve has in mind, the Federal Reserve is going to meet again uh, July 26th and 27th, and uh, uh, they'll decide whether they want to increase the interest rates or not. And basically what you're, what, basically what you're seeing is that uh, uh, 
the latest minutes from the Federal Reserve meeting for uh, uh, meeting in June indicates that the uh, Federal Reserve officials agreed at their meeting last month they would have to raise interest rates faster and to levels high enough to slow economic growth. This is according to the Wall Street Journal. Uh, because of worsening inflation, officials voted to raise their benchmark rate by, this is a, at the meeting in June, and bench rate by three-quarters of a percent in June, the largest increase since 1994, and several officials have indicated since then that they're prepared to support another such increase at the meeting later this month. Officials last month agreed that they needed to raise rates through a so-called restrictive stance, means high enough to slow growth, and that this would position them to lift rates to still higher levels if inflation didn't abate. According to the minutes from the Federal Reserve's 14, June 14th to 15th meeting, released, quote, there, they recognize the possibility that even more restrictive stance could be appropriate if elevated inflation pressures were to persist. And uh, if you go down through the actual minutes of the meeting, which you will go through here, but uh, you see that uh, basically what they're they're totally, totally serious about what they're going to do in terms of getting this uh, uh, basically inflation under control. One of the fears is that uh, uh, inflation remains well above the committee's objective of 2%, and uh, the participants uh, remarked that moving to a restrictive stance of policy was required to meet the committee's a mandate to promote maximum employment and price stability. In addition, such a stance would be appropriate from a risk management perspective because it would put the committee in a better position to implement more restrictive policies. And this is from the report. If uh, inflation came in higher than expected, many participants judged that a significant risk now facing the committee was an elevated inflation could become entrenched if the public began to question the resolve of the committee to adjust the stance the policy is warranted. So in this matter, the participants stressed that appropriate firming of monetary policy together with clear and effective communication would be essential in restoring price stability. So the, the, the gist of it, uh, the minutes, is that uh, uh, one, they're totally serious, about focusing on inflation, and they'll get their chance, like I said, in the meetings in the 26th and 27th of this month, and they'll have more data uh, uh, next week because the CPI numbers come out from the Department of Labor. That's the the latest number from them was 8.6% over the last 12 months, the one that includes both energy and and, energy. food. Uh, so if there's any relief, <laughs> hopefully we'll start to see those numbers go down. Uh, for instance, uh, uh, I mentioned this 8.6% uh, in uh, May was a 40-year high, and uh, the personal consumption expenditure, which is another measure of, of uh 
inflation that's put out by the uh, by the Department of Commerce, uh, the, their number uh, consumer prices rose three six point three in May from a year earlier, and the uh, uh, core prices, which exclude uh, volatile food and energy categories, rose four point seven percent in May. So. Uh, We've got the the CPI numbers and the personal consumption expenditure numbers. We'll get the CPI numbers next week prior to the meeting at the end of, towards the end of this month of the uh, Federal Reserve. So what you're seeing is that they're going to be dead probably, uh, nothing certain in this world, uh, probably going to be, be fairly certain about uh, uh, increasing those rates. And uh, we'll see, though, because they surprised at the, at the last meeting. The surprise was on the upside. So this is Jim McAleese. You're listening to Get Rich Flow. You can give us a call over our toll-free number. It's 1-888-281-1110. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Get Rich Flow. This is your host this morning, Jim McAleese. And, uh, you know, we've had the, the good data, the good, the good news and bad news. Good news, good news from the labor uh, front is that the jobs are out there. If you want a job, you can find a job. Uh, they're getting raises because the labor market is tight. And uh, uh, the, bad, the bad news out of that is that it will probably cause the Federal Reserve to increase the interest rates even higher uh, in their uh, July meeting. And looking at some good news, uh, the uh, factory orders, factory orders for the manufacturing factory orders uh, increased in April, I'm sorry, in May, and uh, that's according to the Department of Commerce's monthly full report. and what is a full report of manufacturers' uh, shipments, inventories, and orders for May. And uh, uh, orders for manufactured goods increased 8.4 billion or 1.6 percent uh, after increasing uh, seven tenths of a percent in April. And then we've seen increases in manufacturing over 12 of the last 13 months. And uh, the orders have gone up. Shipments. Of manufactured goods increased uh, 9.9 billion in May, or 1.8 percent, to 544.4 billion. And uh, if we take a look at uh, durable goods, uh, durable goods were uh, increasing orders were uh, 2.1 billion, or eight tenths of a percent, to 260. 7.5 billion, and that's for durable new orders for durable goods, and the shipments for durable goods increased to 3.6 billion, or 1.4 percent increase to 268.58, and transportation equipment 
led the increase. You know, that's cars and planes and things of this nature. And if you look at non-durable manufactured goods, uh, non-durable increased uh, orders increased 6.3 billion or 2.3 percent to 275.9 billion. And shipments of non-durable goods. Uh, this is food preparation, chemicals, and things of this nature. And that was up uh, $6.3 billion or 2.3%. So uh, petroleum products are generally, petroleum products and chemicals are generally the things that lead the non-durable goods. And uh, in, in all these quotes about prices and things of this nature, you have to put a, you have to realize that there's a, a lot of inflation in these numbers. So uh, motor vehicles, which are seeing in uh, motor vehicle sales, uh, total motor vehicles were down in uh, June. Uh, there were 13, 13 million uh, vehicles on an annual basis. This is an annual basis now. 13.0 million uh, sales and uh, in, in North American uh, produced products, cars were ten were ten point three of the four of the thirteen million. So uh, this is Jim McAlee. You're listening to Get Rich Slow. Uh, stay tuned. I'll be right back. Welcome back to Get Rich Slow. Summer is one of the busiest times of the year. There are places to go, things to see, and this is the time to enjoy life, but it's also a time to grow, a time to assess the who you are, how well you're doing, and perhaps a time to challenge yourself, to have a clear vision and focus on what you want to achieve and set a time frame. Challenge yourself to be the best you can be at all times. Visualize what you want to accomplish. See it in your mind. Write down your goals, have a plan of action, and never doubt that you'll be successful. What you have to do is basically find a love factor. Surround yourself with loving, supporting people. Have to stay away from the dream stealers, the people who will bring you down. And you have to cherish the special people in your life and let them know that you do cherish them. And then dedicate quality time to certain aspects. Life is so precious, you need to make the most of each and every day. You have to rise early, spend some quality time by yourself as well as with those you care about. Go for a walk, a workout, read a book. Value not only the time you spend with your loved ones, but also the time that you spend by yourself. Another thing is to stretch your comfort zone. Do at least one thing a day that makes you feel uncomfortable and push yourself. You'd be amazed at how far you can go. Remember, on the other side of fear is freedom. To remain stagnant is not to grow, not to reach your full potential. In order to do that, you have to rise above the fray and soar like an eagle. And in your quest for life, be passionate. Show passion in everything you do. Let it show in your body language, in your smile, and in your voice. Let your eyes sparkle. Let the world see and hear 
your enthusiasm, and let it feel your passion. But another thing that you do is to serve others, be a role model and a mentor for people, volunteer in your community, and help other, others achieve their goals. Your world will still be enriched in a better place for sharing your talents and giving freely of your time. That'll leave you a lasting legacy. And most of all, don't sweat the small stuff. Let go of the little things you can't control. Don't take yourself so seriously. Recognize that perfection is not only the only is not the always the only option. Don't let life's imperfections bother you. Love and see the funny side of things when they go wrong and learn from them. Be tolerant, smile. Be tolerant, smile, and don't waste your energies on the small stuff. You have much bigger fish to fry. Another thing is live with integrity. Always be true to yourself. Take pride in whatever you do. Be proud of who you are and what you represent. You need to accept others with all their flaws. Show compassion and goodwill to your fellow human beings. And above all, be dignified. Do the life of purpose and and proud of your values. And then show gratitude, show gratitude, and say thank you to the people who have helped you along the way. Even send a handwritten note to somebody who has touched you. Call up a friend or loved one and tell them how much they mean to you. Compliment a cat, a colleague, or a business associate on a job well done. You have to show people you appreciate and care about them, and acts of kindness cause nothing but mean everything. Celebrate success, be proud of your achievements, take time to recognize yourself and others for even the smallest success. But uh, all, you, all in all, you have to have a positive attitude and believe in yourself. And until we meet again next week for more of Get Rich Flow, May God protect you and keep you safe. You have been listening to Get Rich Slow with host Jim McAleese. For an outline and registration form regarding the Money School series, call 440-647-2793. For a complete list of books written by Tama McAleese, call 440-647-2793. Or to make an appointment with Jim, Regarding your own personal financial issues, call 440-647-2793. Jim will be back with Get Rich Slow next Saturday morning on 1420 WHK with more common sense finance strategies for financial winners. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Next Financial Group, Inc., a member of FINRA and SIPC. Cornerstones Consultant, Inc. is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc. The preceding program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. Nyler loved working in IT, but... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn... 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.